This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Of the three mitzvahs that rice we have on Sukkot, only one of them will always apply. Because the mitzvah of Sukkah, you have to eat a Sukkah, a whole yantiv. But let's say it's raining. A mitzvah, potem in a Sukkah. We don't eat a Sukkah then. Lul of an asterisk, dalaminim. Of course, but not on Shabbos. But the third one, the mitzvah of Simcha, as we spoke about, that will apply every single day. Doesn't matter if it's Shabbos, doesn't matter if it's raining. The mitzvah of Simcha always applies. We have to wonder, why is it that this mitzvah is so strong on Sukkot? But we don't seem to speak about it on Shuas and, and almost nothing on Pesach. Of course, it's a yamta, we have to be happy. But this mitzvah of being happy, we don't find on Shuas and on Pesach, but we find on Sukkot. And the Dasa Kainim Valatesis and the Vayna Bachya says a similar thing as follows. In Sefer Dvarim, Perik Design, Pasi Gimel, Chag of Sukkot, talks with Yantav Sukkot, you should be happy with the Yomtev. And then the Pasuk tells us again, at the end of the Pasuk, and begin the Pasuk, she was young, talking to Hashem Lekecha, says the Benu B'chaya, and the Das Kein Valatesis, that we find that by, by Sukkot, it says the Lash of Simcha three times. Twice you'll be here in Dvarim, as we just quoted, and again, V'yisach Sameach, and the Yikra Chav Gimel Pasig Mem, Visamach Mufnei Hashem Alakecha. By the Yantav of Shuas, all we find over here again in Perik Design Pasig Yud Aleph, Visamach Mufnei Hashem Alakecha. And you should rejoice before Hashem your God, that's by Shuas. And by Pesach, we don't find it at all. There's no lust of Simcha by Pesach at all. Which leads us to another question then, why? Why is it that the three expressions of Simcha by Sukkot, two, oh, one by Shuas and none by Pesach. He explains as follows, again from the Dasikadim of Valtaisus, he says as follows, that on Pesach, our wheat is still in the field. We didn't collect it yet. And therefore, we're concerned, we're nervous, what's going to be with our food? We have food insecurity. And therefore, we're concerned, it can't be such a simcha when I'm not so sure what I'm going to eat. Indeed, as the Gemara in, Shabbos, in, in Rosh Hashanah tells us, on Tezayinam and Aleph, but above Prokim then the world is judged four times, but Pesach al We're judged on Pesach how much Tua there will be in the world, how much wheat will be in the world. And that's because the wheat is still in the field. So we're a little concerned. We don't have, we don't have that food, and therefore the Torah doesn't command us to be happy, because how could we be expected to be happy when we're still concerned what we're going to eat? Comes Shuz. Shuz apostle tells us, you should rejoice in front of Hashem your God, but it only tells us once. Because indeed, we've have, we have already collected the wheat, but the fruits of the tree are still on the tree. We didn't collect that. So while our silos may be full of wheat, our fruits are still out there. We didn't collect the fruits yet. In fact, as the Mishnah tells us, same Gemara Rosh Hashanah, but Saras al Paris Elon. On Shuas, we're judged for the fruits of the tree, how much fruit we will have. And therefore, we can give one expression of Simcha, one Lashish of Simcha, but that's it because we still don't have our fruit. Come Sukkot's time. Sukkot's time, we can have complete Simcha. Simcha shal Shlema. Why? Because our silos are full, all our wheat is collected, all our fruit is collected, and we're very happy with all our food. Turns out, this mitzvah, the Samachta Bechagecha, is not a, a spiritual thing. It seems to be we're happy because we have our food. We don't have a food insecurity. 
That's right, we don't have a food insecurity, and therefore we're able to go and have a simcha shlema, complete, complete simcha. But with this, we can perhaps understand another terrace of the kasha of why Yisukkah celebrated this time of year, not after we came out of Mitzrayim, when we first experienced the Anani Kavit. And with this, we can understand. You know, imagine somebody, this child comes over to their parents and says, Dad, Ta, Abba, could I have this? Could you buy this for me? And the parent says, no, I can't buy it for you. Now, it's not clear. Why is the parent not buying it for the child? Is he not buying it for the child because the child doesn't deserve it? Or perhaps he's not buying for the child because he can't afford it. He doesn't have the money. It's not so clear. So Karish Baruch comes to us and tells us, I want you to go to believe in me. I want you to trust in me. You should know that the greatest happiness is believing in Hashem. But it's hard to speak to somebody when they're nervous about their food. Maybe Hashem is telling that to me because I don't have. He doesn't have what to give me. Kilu. Hashem doesn't have what to give me. Therefore, He's telling me, just be happy with what you have because I don't really have what to give you. And therefore Hashem doesn't do that. Hashem goes and He gives us all the food. He gives all the food we can want, all the food we can need, all the fruits that we can want, all the foods we can eat. After we have all that, only then does Hashem speak to us. It's similar to someone driving his car. And he notices the gas tank is unempty. Not that the needle is hitting the E. It's way past the E. There's nowhere for it to go. And you drive on the highway. Your only concern is now, where is the next gas station? He can't speak to the person about anything. He's not interested in listening to anything. All he needs is, where is the next gas station? But as soon as he pulls into that gas station, he finds it, and he fills up his tank, and now he drives, it's as if he's invincible. Now you can speak to me about anything you want to speak to me about. Whatever you want to speak to me about, I can listen. I can argue, I can agree, I can disagree, but I can listen. And that's the same thing over here. Hashem wants to teach us that we have to rely on Him, that the greatest simcha is listening and believing in Hashem. But Hashem can't tell that to us when we have when we are food insecure. We're not sure where our next meal is going to come from. And therefore Hashem says, I'm giving you everything that you can possibly want. You collected all your wheat, you collected all your fruit, and now I want you to go outside into the sukkah, into a rickety shack, go into this rickety shack, and now you can experience what it's like to believe in me totally. Because now we are ready to listen to that message. Only once we are full, can we begin to listen to that message, Hashem wants to teach us that real sukkah comes from trusting in Hashem. You know, a fellow once came to Shlomo Zalman Arbach. And he was very sad. He says, Rebbe, he says, my life is very difficult. And, and I don't know what to do. I, I just, I can't function. And he started to tell Shlomo Zalman Arbach all the issues that he had. And Shlomo Zalman lists him and he commiserated with him. He said, I want you to know, the main way to get simcha is trusting in Hashem and believing everything is for your benefit. And the person said, yeah, but it's so difficult. This issue, that issue. And Shlomo Zalman Arbach said, I want you to know, there's a fellow who had to have surgery. And he had a surgery, and Baruch Hashem, the surgery was successful. But because of the surgery, he became deaf, completely deaf in one ear. And in his other ear, he was hard of hearing. Shortly after that surgery, he was recuperating, and he recuperated, and his wife passed away. His wife passed away, so now he was deaf in one ear, hard of hearing in the other ear, and his wife passed away. He's a widow. He's a widower. Baruch Hashem, he had a, a lot of children, but of his children, they were already now grown. Three of them did not have any children of their own. No children of their own. And they were already past childbearing age. They would not have children. And Shlomo Zalman looks at this person and says, I want you to know this person, he's still a happy person. 
he's happy because he believes and trusts in Hashem. And Shlomo Zalman looks at this person and he realizes the person did not believe him at all. He said, you don't believe me? So the person couldn't just say that to Shlomo Zalman. He said, I would like to meet such a person. Such a person, so much service. I'd like to meet him, see if he's really happy and how he does it. So Shlomo Zalman says, okay, you're talking to him. Referring to himself. Indeed, Shlomo Zalman, surgery, he got deaf in one ear, his wife passed away. And from his children, three of them, Never had children. Didn't have any children. And yet, you think of a picture of Shlomo Zalman Arbach. Every picture you think of Shlomo Zalman Arbach, he's smiling, this big, beautiful smile. And that's because of his relationship to Hashem. But let's not forget, the only way we can begin to understand this, after Hashem goes, He gives us our wheat, He gives us our fruit. And then we go into the sukkah, only then can we begin to realize and understand how close we can get to Hashem and reach that ultimate simcha shleimah of trusting in Hashem. Have a You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.